0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Sitting here on Tuesday, October 4th. The Vikings are at 3-1, and one, and there are a couple different ways to cut into that, and I think we want to do both of those on today's episode, Dane, so... We're going to start out here in the first segment of talking a little bit about like this team and they're finding ways to win, but they're not playing well. Um, Is that a positive? Is it a negative? Can it be viewed as both? But I don't just want to live in the negative with this team either. I think we find ourselves doing that because it's easy, right, to pick apart and and analyze and say, like, this needs to be better. This needs to be better. Like you almost feel like a coach in some ways, like they win and it's like, well, this wasn't good and this needs to be way better. Um, So we're also today going to get into, each of us, three things that we really like about this team and what it's done, um, and then we'll wrap up the show today with NFC Power Rankings, where the Vikings kind of slot in to this pretty crowded field right now of of teams that maybe we think look average, uh, but there there is a, certainly a tier of ranking to all of them. So, but let's get started first here, Dane. Uh, we talked about this in Sunday's post-game episode after that uh, dramatic win over the Saints, and Others have talked about it as well. It's been a pretty heavy discussion point of, Hey, this team is three and one. They're finding ways to win, even when they're not necessarily playing well, um, they're winning ugly. And a lot of the thought is like, that's what good teams do. Um, they, they find ways to pull it out. Uh, But I do think there's kind of two sides to that. Um, One thing, I don't think you want to be winning ugly every single week. Uh, I don't think you want to be just finding a way to win every single week. And at the same time, um, like, the Vikings are really getting outplayed. Like, this was best shown, I think, in a tweet of a graph from Arjun Menon. He's a research and development intern at Pro Football Focus. Puts out this tweet of, like, all the teams that won. Um, and what their success rate was, their average success rate on plays, and of the teams that won, there were four teams that had negative success rates uh, in their games, and that was the Bengals over the Dolphins. The Bengals had a negative success rate. The Jets with their win over the Steelers. The Packers with their win over the Patriots, and the Vikings with their win over the Saints. And the Vikings were had so far and away the worst success rate out of any team that won on Sunday on over last week in general. Um, It was, like, jarring. Uh, The Vikings were as outplayed by the Saints as the Titans outplayed the Colts. And if you saw any of that game, the Titans were up multiple scores most of that game until the Colts kind of scored a garbage touchdown late. So, like, the Titans dominated in the same way that the Saints dominated the Vikings. And they won. Uh, The Vikings obviously (laughs) did. But is that good, Dane? Is that bad? Are you more alarmed by that? Or do you find the positives by that? I just want to talk about this idea of that and if it's sustainable, I guess, as we move forward here through the season.
1: I understand both sides of the the coin, right? Like I understand that good teams, they do find a way to to pull out victories that maybe they shouldn't. Uh, The NFL season, 17 weeks long, you're not going to play good every week. So the good teams find ways to win consistently. Uh, They find ways to win ugly. Um, You talk a lot about like overcoming adversity or like building a culture where if something goes wrong, like, the next thing doesn't necessarily go wrong, which, which is what we see with bad teams. Uh, So I understand like how Kevin O'Connell has kind of preached, you know, I'm really proud of our resiliency. I'm really proud of how we've responded. I'm really proud of how, when things got tough, like we got going. I understand all that, but you kind of lose me when you play as as bad as the Vikings have in in the past two weeks against both the Lions and the Saints. Uh, let's go back to last week first. Like, after the Vikings beat the Lions, th- there was a clip that circulated on Twitter. Um, the Vikings have been doing a lot of this this year, like inside access. I actually like it. Like, so it's a little I. tease to our, to our segment too. Like, that's one of the things I do like about the Vikings this year is like, they're trying to engage with fans. They're, they're bringing a camera into the locker room. They're bringing cameras, you know, onto the plane or onto the jetway. <clears throat> Just kind of trying to give fans more of a holistic experience, which I'm sure is, is largely due to Kevin O'Connell um, and probably largely due to Mike Zimmer not allowing that last year. Um, but after the, the, the win over the Lions, th- there's a camera in the locker room at, at U.S. Bank Stadium and and Kevin O'Connell saying, I'm just so proud of the way that that we fought back today, that 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 we overcame adversity. Well, like the adversity was that they were bad. Like it, right. it's not like something really bad happened, and and the Vikings found a way. Uh, the adversity was that the Vikings got dominated by the Lions, and we're fortunate to come away with that. You could say the same thing about this week in New Orleans. Like I know the tune is going to be like, well, I'm so proud of the resiliency of our group, and like we've got something special brewing here. But the fact of the matter is like you didn't really overcome anything except yourself. So yes, I think at the end of the day, it's good. You'd rather the Vikings as a team play bad and and find a way to respond, than than play bad and kind of crumble and be one and three at this point. Um, But I don't think it's going to work all year. I don't think you're going to be able to to rely on this resiliency when you play actually good teams Um, because the Lions they can score, but they're not very good. I think they're allowing like 35 points a game and just don't really know how to win yet. It seems. And the saints are a disaster. Like I think we thought the saints were going to be better. The saints are riddled by injuries. I'm not sure Dennis Allen's a good coach. Like all of those things that helped you win the last two weeks are not necessarily going to apply moving forward. So I I need to see more out of this team.
0: Yeah. I'm with you in that. Like, I totally agree that it is great to win ugly. It is great to find ways to win in which you are outplayed. I think that's more true when you're playing a good team. Um, like if you're playing, I don't know, let's just throw out um it was just like an average good team. Say you're playing the Raiders. Like, and yeah, okay, they're up to a rough start. Let's go with the Broncos. Uh the Broncos who also have some things to figure out, but I think most people are like, if you beat the Broncos, that's a good win. Uh so let's say you're playing the Broncos and they're making more plays than you and you're in Denver and it's like Ooh, we're getting outplayed here quite a bit, which you maybe would expect at um in Denver in the altitude in you know a pretty raucous environment. But like you get like that big pick six or that big sack, or Justin Jefferson makes that one play or that kick return that turns the game on its head, and all of a sudden you look out and you stole it, and you stole it and you won a road game against a really good team, and you're like, that's what good teams do. They find a way to go win a game and that they probably shouldn't. I don't want that being said about home games against Detroit or neutral site games against the saints where all their best players are out. Um, These teams are really beat up. They're not good. Like Detroit has a good offense, uh, but like you face them with 60% of modern St. Brown, which he was so hurt that he didn't play this last week. Uh, Deandre Swift didn't play this last week. So like, yeah, they were in the game for some of the second half of that Vikings game, but those guys were really banged up. Um, And like Detroit, they lost by three at home to Seattle, who we agree is not good um, this last week without those guys. And if you want to say, hey, that was a close game. They scored a lot of points. Detroit, by that metric that I read off that chart, was the most outplayed team in the NFL by Seattle um, in last <laughs> week's game. That's Seattle, like it's the Geno Smith-led Seattle. Like, yeah, they're two and two, but that's not a good team either. Like, Transitive Properties tells you Detroit is not good, especially not – with its current injury makeup, which is exactly what the Vikings saw last week, the saints missing everybody. um, And you got thoroughly outplayed by them per all of the metrics besides the score. Like, yeah, it's way better to have won the game. Obviously we can't say that enough. Like you get some credit because you won and you didn't lose, but what's going to happen when you play good teams. And I think we already saw that against Philly. Like that's, what's going to happen when you play good teams, you're going to get blown off the field. you are going to get destroyed. Like, the credit, I think, is, like, they're bad right now, the Vikings are, and yet they are finding ways to win games, which buys you time. It buys you time to where your season's not over. It buys you time to where you're in position to still figure things out. Um, if you can go beat a really bad Bears team at home this week, now you're 4-1, and one, you can even go through some struggles where you lose to bad, to good teams and still be in position to make the playoffs. As long as sometime in these next 10 weeks, you figure things out and figure out how to play better football. Um, And even we've seen in the NFL, like teams that are terrible at the start of the season, by the end of the year, they're tough outs um, because they figured things out. They've progressed. They've come along. Uh, That's what the Vikings need to be, I think. And so what they've done by winning these games in which they're frankly really bad um, is that if they can figure things out by the end of the year, it is to play better in the playoffs it's not just to like get to six seven wins and feel good about yourself heading into the offseason it's like no now you're still playing for something because you stemmed the tide you kept your head above water early in the season so that's what they're doing right now but anybody who wants to say that this team is like playing well or like proving itself to be a good football team is fooling <clears throat> themselves um this is not it's not by any metric it's not by the eye test uh, it's it's there's nothing like There's very little to be celebrated about barely beating a very banged up Detroit team at home, barely beating a preseason version of the Saints team um, in London. Like if I turned on the TV and saw that Saints lineup, I'd be like, this is preseason game three and late in the second quarter. Um, That's the version the Vikings just faced. And Minnesota, like I'll get to this, but they've been very healthy. Uh, So like kudos to the Vikings for not allowing themselves and their poor play to already throw their season off the rails. It's not, they would be the number two seed in the NFC right now, which is wild. Um, It's, it really comes down frankly to their schedule and will look like it'd be a daunting schedule has been great. Thanks to the other team's injury reports. Um, But yeah, like this is all they've done is basically buy themselves time in my opinion. Um, And it's better to win than lose. And you can learn to win games and maybe they're setting a tone where they'll believe that they can win games late. But the way they have played against any good team, they will not be in a position to win a game late. So it definitely is two sides of the coin. Um, hey, Meg played slate. Maybe that experience pays off later in the year. I don't I don't know how many people watch too much college football, but here's the hopes for the Vikings. 2019, the Gophers, in the non-conference, played a bunch of bad football teams and barely won all of them. Uh, they just like pulled it out against Fresno State. They pulled it out in the late late goings against a bunch of really not good non-conference teams. It was like, this is a bad football team got better and better as the year went on to where at the end of the year, it was like, this is a really good football team. I um, mean, the season wasn't derailed because they won non-conference games um, early in that year when ones that they probably shouldn't have. That's the hope I think for this Vikings team is like, okay, you won these games to set yourself up in good position. And even though you're not good right now, the hope is that you can be good later and it can still matter. Yeah, that, that is a thing. like, Teams do get better as the season wears on. Um,
1: but, you know, across the league, teams are going to get better too, right? right? So it's not like the Vikings are just going to trend positively and everyone else is going to stay neutral um, and plateau. So the Vikings are, are I do think they're going to get better this se- as the season progresses. But I think they have to be realistic with themselves. The, the rest of the league is going to get better. Uh, Green Bay is going to look a heck of a lot better in whatever week they play. I don't know. I think it's week week 10 or 11. Then than they did in week one. And, and that's the same thing goes for every team that continues to pop up on the biking schedule. So I don't think anyone who's trying to look at this with the glass half full approach can be like, we're three and one, we're going to get better. Like we're going to hit the gas at some point and, and just start to, to boat race teams. No, like there, there's a lot that needs to improve. One thing I will say listening to Kevin O'Connell yesterday and like my comments about like, you know, his his speech post game and how like oh, I'm so proud of you guys for being resilient. Like, th- th- yeah, it's a victory speech, so I get it. Right. Like, what right. what do what are you gonna say? Like, you don't you, want to be my You
0: guys suck. That was terrible. Get on the plane. Right.
1: So I understand all that. Um, talking to him yesterday and his press conference yesterday was good. Um, he did like I don't want to say be overly critical about certain things, but he was realistic. Like. Asked about him, like, Kirk through the first four weeks of the season. It's, he didn't just come out and say, like, Kirk's been awesome. Like, Kirk's the, you know, like, no concerns with Kirk. He said, yeah, like, I feel really good about Kirk. There's a lot of places he's going to get better. He said the same thing about himself. Like, you know, like, you, you week to week, we've heard Kevin O'Connell, like, take a lot of accountability. Like, I lost Alvin Cook, it, it, you know, in my play sheet. I need to, you know, get more focused on getting him the ball. And then you would see the next week, um, Dalvin Cook, I think he had 20 carries or something. Like he, as much as I think he's, he's doing the rah-rah cheerleader thing, like at times, I, I think he understands too. Like, okay, this is what we're working with, but I think we do have pieces on this team to improve, to get better. I don't know how good the Vikings can be this year. I I do believe they can be a heck of a lot better than they've shown through the first month of the season. I think at some point it's going to come back to the defense just not being that good. I do think the offense is going to click at some point.
0: I I really do. I think that's like the catch-22 with this team, right? Like there are reasons to think they'll get better, and there are reasons to not. Um, And the reasons to think they'll get better is this is a new head coach. Um, He is learning on the fly. They installed two new systems. The guys are still getting used to that. Uh, maybe as they are able to put in more concepts, maybe as guys are able to kind of really master what they're doing, adjust to life in this scheme, Daniel Hunter gets more used to standing up in the pass rush, like all these types of things. Uh, That's the reason to think it's going to get better in my mind. And the reason to think it won't is because it really is largely a veteran led team. So like usually the teams that make like the massive leaps are the ones where young guys are coming along. Um, And there aren't that many of those playing on this team right now. Um, And, the unfortunate injury of Lewisine means that he won't be one of those guys who comes on. Um, Andrew Booth Jr. You can hope comes back onto the field and, and makes an impact. But like the path for young guys stepping up and now like taking over roles is it doesn't really exist because there aren't that many out there. Like this is such a veteran led team, so I think really it is the Kevin O'Connell effect is your hope for optimism. Uh, both that he continues to get more out of guys as he kind of continues to learn them and see how sees how things play out um, and and guys just get used to it, this brand new offense, brand new defense. Um, but that's it. Um, I think it, it really is kind of a coaching thing. And so that's where he will be put to the test throughout this year because he has to be the one who's kind of getting them on the right track or making these strides. Yeah, And that's true. Like,
1: but you, you do see some, some good things from him so far. So yeah, like, there I, is reason to, to believe that like he will get them on the right track or they are. They're, they're closer to being on the right track now you know, then if they were to be one in three at this point and not have to have pulled these games out. So yeah, I, I think that if there is a reason for optimism, it's because of Kevin O'Connell. It's because he is, like you said, a new coach who everyone is getting used to. It's because I do think the offense is going to click. <clears throat> one thing I want to say before, like you cut us and wrap to, to the next segment is Lewisine, First round pick rookie safety gruesome injury on on sunday just as bad as it gets and uh he's still in london he had like a like a pre-procedural like pre-surgery procedure done in london yesterday i think they're gonna try and get that thing fixed the compound fracture in his leg and i think the hope is to get him back in minnesota by sometime by the end of the week um you just have to make sure like when when those compound fractures happen, that there's no infection because everyone knows what happened with right. with Alex Smith, and I don't know like the medical intricacies of it. I don't know if if Lewisine's injury. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a doctor. If if anyone hasn't figured that out, by you now. would
0: not be doing this.
1: <laughs> Certainly not. I wouldn't be up at eight in the morning recording Vikings podcast if I was a doctor. <laughs> uh, but Lewisine, like, I don't know if it's the Alex Smith injury. I don't know if it's as bad as the Alex Smith injury. I don't know that it's not as bad as the Alex Smith injury. Like I, I kind of hate that, that, that clip, even though the NFL did a good job not showing or, you know, not showing the clip in real time, not replaying the Lewis scene injury on the broadcast. Like, it just makes its way on Twitter. And when you're scrolling, you can't miss it. Um, couldn't scroll away in time. Saw his leg bend in a very, very unnatural position. It looked as bad as the Alex Smith injury, like when I saw the clip. So you just hope that there's no infection. You hope that they can go in, clean it, fix it, and um you can get him back into Minnesota where he could rehab. But uh you just you really have to put your thoughts off of that guy. It's he hasn't been I don't think his rookie season had been what he expected to that point and and now certainly. Um right.
0: yeah. But he Certainly was just getting just getting involved in the defense, too. I know, you really know, yeah. like he was there just including him in some defensive sets, getting him some snaps some some three safety looks um, in certain situations. So like that does it that especially like the whole situation is terrible. But then like it's just like another added layer on top of it, like just starting to like get to do what he wants to do on the field. And then that happens and. Like, yeah, hopefully he's back for next season. But like, that's even that's not even a major concern right now. It's just that he's healthy um, and gets back to health just from recovering from these surgeries. Like you said, there's so many intricate details that go into them being successful long term. So, yeah, thoughts out to Lewis scene. We will come back in segment two talk about things that we specifically like about this Vikings team through one month.